Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Tossing and turning all night like a salad? It's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker and I thought if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. The back and forth cycle is frustrating and depressing, and it can feel like you're never going to figure it out. It also really hurts our self-esteem, which then makes it even harder to not drink. This topic came up in one of my meetings this week, and I want to share why it is so important to keep trying. In this episode, I'm covering three things that may be keeping you stuck in the back and forth struggle and three reasons why you can't give up trying. So let's dig in.
Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. I'm your host, Jill, and today we are talking about keep coming back. It takes time to quit drinking for good. And in the beginning, we kind of want to stop, but often we just want to drink less and not have all the consequences that we've been experiencing. It takes time to understand how your drinking is really affecting you and to develop the ability to have a pause when you have an urge or trigger and know what else you can do to support yourself in tough times. Sometimes relapse happens because we have an urge and we don't know how to deal with it in any other way. And other times, it may be hard to stop drinking because you have to face your life when you get sober, and that can be really scary and overwhelming. I've talked about relapse in a lot of different episodes, so I will reference those in the show notes for you. But I think that most of us don't get sober on our first try, whether you call it relapse or you don't. I don't consider the times that I returned to drinking to be relapses because I really wasn't trying to get sober. I just wanted to drink less and break the bad habit. We have to experiment with not drinking and collect enough data to really understand that it's not something that we can have in our lives. Here are three things that may be getting in your way of quitting drinking for good. The first one is perfectionism and feeling like you have to do sobriety right or be productive all the time or things like that. There's no perfect way to do sobriety. If you're willing to do the work to learn why you drink and develop new skills to stay sober, then that's enough. I talked about perfectionism more in episode 144 and how it leads to self-sabotage. But when we feel that we have no control over our lives or over our drinking, then we're more likely to engage in behaviors that reinforce this belief. You can't just decide to be confident in your ability to stay sober. It takes time and practice. But if you're consistently telling yourself that you can't do it or you won't be able to or you don't deserve good things, then you're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. The second thing that might be getting in your way is that you think you're supposed to enjoy sobriety right away and have a big pink cloud. Not everyone has a pink cloud, and some people feel worse when they get sober. So if this is your experience, just know you are not the only one. And you may even feel like your drinking didn't have that many negative consequences, so you shouldn't have to quit forever. If you're struggling with that, then I would suggest giving sobriety a real chance before you decide to go back to drinking. Every single time I went back to drinking, It was because I had intended to moderate the entire time and I wasn't giving sobriety a chance. I was just trying to get through enough of a break to cure myself. And sometimes thinking about forever can be really challenging, so that's why a time limit is helpful if you give it a chance. I was setting time limits like this is when I'm going to drink again and moderate and it'll be great. But if you say, I'm really going to try this for 30 days and see how it feels. You might be surprised and you might want to move the goal a little bit further when you get to 30 days. The third thing that might be getting in your way is relapse or having a slip. It can seriously destroy your self-esteem and your belief in yourself and it can make you want to isolate from all of the shame. And this can especially be true 
If you have family members that are invested in your sobriety and they don't understand why this keeps happening, that can add additional shame. And this is why being a part of a sober community can be so helpful, is because people understand the self-esteem hit from drinking. They understand why you might go back and forth and struggle, and you're safe in a community of people that are all working towards the same goal, that all have the same experience with alcohol. So if any of those things resonate with you, then here are three reasons why you need to keep coming back no matter what. No matter if you've come back a hundred times already and you're so sick of it and you're tired of getting another day one and you're frustrated with yourself, these are three reasons why you need to do it anyway. One, sobriety is all about resilience. And it takes time to build up our resilience and our ability to handle hard things without self-destructing. And the more practice that you get with this, the more resilient you become. There's this concept in psychology of the window of tolerance. And it's a window of how much you can handle emotionally. And when you're outside of the window, you feel overwhelmed and overstimulated and you look for something external to bring yourself back into your window. So if you were someone that drank because of overwhelm, that was something setting your emotions off and they go beyond what you know how to comfortably tolerate. And the thing with alcohol is every time we have an uncomfortable feeling or something bad happens, we run straight to alcohol to fix it and our window of tolerance shrinks over time. And by the time you're trying to quit drinking, your window of tolerance is very, very small. And what this means is that you really can't handle much without getting overwhelmed. And that's because we don't have any experience with handling things without alcohol and because of the way that alcohol affects our nervous system. It causes a lot of stress in the body, so your baseline is already stressed out. Your baseline isn't feeling calm. And the more experience you have being sober and getting through things without a drink, the more your window of tolerance grows. So every time you get through something hard and you don't drink, you can imagine this window expanding a little bit. And then the next time you have something hard show up, you have a little bit more confidence than you did the last time. And repeat this over and over for months and months and months, and you develop a really strong ability to handle uncomfortable situations. And this skill isn't going to exist on day one. And even if you keep going back and forth, you're never losing what you learned. When I quit drinking for 90 days and then I determined that I was cured and went back, I didn't lose everything that I learned from those 90 days. I lost my days, but that learning that I got from those 90 days is what allowed me to quit for good. That experience and learning more about my drinking and having that extended break is what finally allowed it to click in place for me. So I want you to understand that you're not completely resetting. You might be resetting your days, but your learning isn't disappearing. The second reason that you need to keep coming back is because not giving up normalizes how hard it is to quit drinking and it encourages people that are silently struggling 
to not fade away in the background out of shame. If they are part of your community and they see you coming back over and over and over again, no matter what, that is going to make them feel a little bit safer to do the same thing. And that's why sober communities are so powerful is because it creates a safe, shame-free environment where you can just be yourself and share no matter what happened. It doesn't always have to be positive stuff. And also, sometimes a bunch of positive stuff can make people feel like outliers if they're struggling. If they feel like everybody in the group has this big pink cloud and all this sober time and everything's great for them and they just love sobriety, it can make them feel like they don't belong or they'll never get there. So you sharing about your struggles and how you continue to come back encourages those people to stick around and then it just spirals. Then they feel comfortable sharing and they encourage more people to stick around. The third reason why you need to keep coming back anyway, no matter how many day ones you have had, is because as long as you don't give up, you'll get there. It might feel like you're failing because you're back at day one and you lost all of your time or whatever happened, but you never truly go back to the beginning. All of that learning comes with you and that learning builds on itself until sobriety clicks into place for you, you have enough knowledge about your own drinking and you've built up enough skills and your window of tolerance has grown and then you do not need alcohol anymore. Some important things when you're choosing support, the first is to actually get support. A lot of us feel like we have to do it by ourselves because we should be able to do it by ourselves, but it's very hard to stay accountable to yourself. It's good to be around people who understand you and to hear other people's perspectives. And it's important to do what works for you. Just because I got sober and my best tool for doing that was therapy doesn't mean that's gonna be the best tool for you. Or just because your family might think that there's only one way to get sober doesn't mean that that's the way that's gonna work for you. So that's why I encourage you to try a bunch of different things and give them a real chance. And if it sucks, you don't have to do it anymore, but you've tried it and who knows, it could be the thing that helps you. And I think the other thing that is important to remember about getting support is that you need to participate. You need to actively participate in your own sobriety. I talk a lot about Facebook groups because that's where I started years ago when I was struggling with my drinking and I didn't know where else to go. I thought that there were Facebook groups and AA. I didn't even know about the sober community on Instagram at that point or podcasts. And I would only go into the Facebook group when I needed something and I wouldn't go in there otherwise. And that lack of participation and lack of consistency made it really hard for me to have a real community there. So I think whatever you do, whatever you're coming back to, whatever your support is, you need to do it consistently so it becomes part of your routine because the more we slack on the things that are good for us, whether that's part of our recovery program or part of our self-care, the easier it is for these instant gratification type behaviors to invade our space and become a more attractive idea. 
So what I want you to understand is that no matter how many day ones you have had, you can get there too. Sobriety is available for you no matter how many times you have to try. As long as you keep trying, you will absolutely get there. You just have to try and open your mind up to different types of support and engage in that support consistently. So keep coming back. Do not isolate yourself. And if you are struggling to find community, I would love to support you inside my Living a Sober Powered Life community. And I will be back here next week with another episode. Madeline and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety and lots of how-to for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.